Welcome to the Becoming Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools, and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode 23 of the Becoming Witchy Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Today we are talking about the autumn equinox and the modern pagan holiday associated with it, Mabin. The autumn equinox marks my favorite time of year. It's a time of feasting, it's apple picking season, pumpkin patches are starting to open up, pomegranates are in season. I have so many wonderful fall memories. My birthday is around the autumn equinox. I got married in the fall. When I moved to London on my own, it was right around the fall equinox too. I just have all of this nostalgia tied into this season. I love the cool fall air when the trees are all still full of colorful leaves. Fall is a lot like spring in that it's this absolutely magical time of year, this transition, a threshold, an in-between time. So I'm excited to talk about all of that. I also want to shout out that this podcast is one years old this month. So thank you all so much for listening, each and every one of you. I'm really so grateful to everyone listening and all of you who are on this witchy journey with me. I also want to say that I'm going to be taking a little fall break, just like I did in the spring. Fall and spring are my favorite times of year, so I want to make sure I'm out and enjoying the nice cool weather. I am going to be back for Halloween or Samhain, maybe a little bit sooner. I have two in-person markets coming up, so I've never done a market before, so I'm busy getting ready for those. The first one will be Saturday, September 9th right after this episode releases, and the second will be on October 7th. They're both witches markets in Milford, Ohio, and I'll link to them in the show notes so you can get all the details. But anyways, I'll definitely be back at the podcast by mid-October. Now, before we get into all of the Mabin magic, let's talk about the seasonal changes happening in the seasonal corner. Welcome to the seasonal corner. It's early September and last episode I said I was starting my fall watch and sure enough we have signs of fall. My husband actually just texted me that we have a little pumpkin growing in the garden which is so exciting. It's a volunteer plant. We didn't plant it. We were just uh, standing in the kitchen and looking out and I was like what is that little thing growing? Is that like a little pepper or something? And he was like, no, it's a tomato. And he went out and just checked it and it's a pumpkin. It's a little tiny baby pumpkin. So very exciting, breaking garden news. <laughs> um, but we also have, there's three trees by our house that always turn this amazing bright orangey red color. They're just spectacular. And one of them has just started a few little patches of leaves, some little highlights of their leaves changing to this orange. I saw it when my husband and I were uh, driving. He was driving, I was riding, and I just pointed at them and gasped, and he did not find it worthy of that excitement. But it's actually a little bit early for the leaves to be changing, and we usually get peak fall color right around mid-October. So this is a little early, but still very exciting to see. 
We've just gotten through a week of extreme highs here, which has been rough, especially for the garden and all of our plants. Keeping things watered has been tough. Everything's looking really tired. <laughs> our lemongrass, though, has done really well this year. Didn't seem to mind uh, drought in hot weather. So I'm getting ready to harvest all of that once the nights start to get cool since it's an annual here. Also getting ready to plant out some lettuces and some spinach now that the weather is going to start cooling off and I'll have to put a cage over them to protect them from any lingering groundhogs we still have around. And we actually did end up getting some tomatoes and peppers popping up really late, all volunteer plants from our compost. Uh, the ones that I purposely planted just, they didn't make it, they petered out. but. I'm just glad we're getting some food from the garden this year because I'd pretty much written it off as a bust this year. It's looking like we're going to be settling into some cooler weather now, so hopefully it's going to start to feel more like fall. And last week we had the super moon, super blue moon. Did everyone see it? It was a really nice night here for it, and we were able to see it through our friend's telescope, which was so cool. It was a little cloudy for the first part of the moonrise, but clear enough that you could see the moon through the clouds and it cast these really cool shadows and had an incredible spooky effect. It was just so cool. We're heading into the dark half of the year now, the season of the moon, so this uh, blue moonrise felt like the moon was really showing off. I hope you're all able to see it. But anyways, I'm definitely enjoying the cooler nights we're having and I hope that no matter where you are and what your fall season looks like that you're able to enjoy some of the changes that are coming up this time. So today we're talking about the autumn equinox which falls on September 22nd this year or like very early in the morning September 23rd. Just like the spring equinox, the fall equinox is when the sun sits directly over the equator. So there's an equal amount of day and night with a shift towards fewer hours of daylight as we move forward. This time of year holds themes of balance and abundance, harmony, of being in between at a threshold. And since it's the same alignment as the spring equinox, it's measured and celebrated at all of the same ancient sites that we talked about in that episode. So Angkor Wat in Cambodia, where it, the sun comes and crowns a temple. The Mayan pyramid at Chichen Itza in Mexico, where the sun's shadow looks like a snake traveling up the stairs. In Peru at Machu Picchu, there's a stone that's shadow disappears on the equinox. In Ireland, there's Longcru, I think that's how you say it, not sure, <laughs> but where the sun illuminates a stone passageway. So this celestial event has been marked and recorded all over the world for centuries. The pagan holiday for the autumn equinox is called Mabin, and it celebrates the second harvest. Mabin is a modern name given to the autumn equinox in the 1970s by Aidan Kelly, who was an influential person in the neo-pagan movement. Mabin was named after the Welsh god of the same name, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Welsh can be a difficult language. I've also heard it pronounced as Mabon. In college, I read a collection of Welsh folklore called the Mabinogi, and that's how it was pronounced by our professor, so that's how I say it. 
but it could be wrong, so apologies if I'm saying it wrong. But that's why I pronounce it Mabin. And Mabin, the god, appears most famously in the tale of Kulwich and Olwyn, which is, he's really not a main character at all in that story. And really, there doesn't seem to be a lot of information readily available on the god Mabin. So I plan to do some more research and explore that myth a bit more in next year's episode. But Aidan Kelly was all caught up in the Greek myth of Persephone, which is a myth that explains the fall and spring seasons, a Greek myth. And he's said to have chosen Mabin as a Welsh example of this myth. But I have to look more into that because I couldn't really find any evidence of how it relates to the seasonal cycles. So I'll take his word for it for now, but I'm going to do some more research um, about that and try to figure out what that association is and why that was chosen. The Greek myth of Persephone is very well known. You've probably heard it before. Persephone is the daughter of Demeter, the goddess of agriculture, plants, and harvest, and As is common in Greek myths, one day, Persephone is out minding her own business, picking flowers, and she's kidnapped by Hades, god of the underworld, and basically forced to be his wife. Her mother Demeter is understandably upset by this and decides to make the earth barren until her daughter is released. People on earth start starving, so Zeus steps in to help. Unfortunately, though, Persephone has eaten six pomegranate seeds while being held hostage in the underworld, so she cannot return to the living world permanently. So it's decided that she will spend six months in the underworld and six months in the living world, thus explaining the seasonal cycles. So there's a modern retelling of this myth in the musical Hades Town. It is an amazing musical. If you can see it, I highly recommend it. And it's actually a retelling of the extremely tragic story of Eurydice's and Orpheus. Just absolutely tragic tale, but also retells the story of Persephone and Hades. It's a really great retelling with music. It's fun, even though it's sad. And I was lucky enough to see it in the spring when it came to Cincinnati, but I feel like it very much gives off fall vibes and humanizes these seasonal cycles very on theme with the autumn equinox and these cycles of life and death, and I highly recommend it if it's in a theater near you this time of year. But seasonal explanation myths like this are common around the world, with many of them telling of a god or goddess descent into the underworld and their return. The Sumerian myth of Inanna or Ishtar is a myth, I think, where Inanna's husband goes down to get her and he ends up having to stay in the underworld for six months. But all of these myths remind us that the dark half of the year, which starts at the autumn equinox, is associated with the underworld. It might be a dark and difficult time, but it reminds us that spring will come again, and with it, warmth and sunlight, that it's a cycle. They also reinforce the themes of balance, that there's a give and take, a reciprocal relationship within nature. So now I'm going to talk about some of my favorite associations with the autumn equinox and the autumn season in general. I think I mentioned apples already. This is apple season here in the Midwest, so apple picking at apple orchards and getting cider and donuts are definitely a favorite part of this season. Making apple crisp 
infused with warmth and health and coziness is one of my favorite kitchen witchery spells to bake at this time of year. I'd bake it every year, multiple times. I've actually already done it twice this year already, and I, I actually just ate some right before I started recording the podcast. If you're on our newsletter, you will have already gotten my recipe for apple crisp. We keep getting apples from our CSA, so we'll continue to make more this season. It's really a celebration of the season to bake with apples for me. Pomegranates are also in season right now. They don't grow here, it gets too cold, but maybe if you live in an area where they do grow, you could go pomegranate picking and celebrate Persephone and make something to bid her farewell as she descends back into the underworld. And also because there's a lot of abundance in harvesting at this time, it's a great time to think about everything you're grateful for and thankful for. Mabin is often called the Witch's Thanksgiving, and if you can have a feast with friends and family and share the bounty of your garden or just the grocery store, this is a great time to do that. Anything you can do to celebrate the abundance of your garden or the farmer's market is on theme for this time of year. Or even if you just go to Trader Joe's and start stocking up on all their fall baking kits, they have gluten-free pumpkin pancake mix and pumpkin bread mix. I always love to get those for the season. Kitchen witchery is just a really great way to celebrate this time of year. Obviously, it's also pumpkin spice season, which I love. I won't apologize for it. (laughs) The Comfy Cozy Witch actually has a recipe for making your own pumpkin spice syrup. If you listen to her podcast or follow her on Instagram, it looks so good. Unfortunately, I cannot have lactose, so I can't have the version that she makes. But my goal this year is to modify that recipe so that I can make my own and just put it on everything. And it's also fall beer season, so you start seeing the Oktoberfests and the pumpkin beers. Cincinnati is heavily rooted in beer culture, so around here it's just this sign of the change in seasons. Like we talked about in the Lunasa episode, autumn is also a time of crafting. Wreath making is a great activity for this time of year. It's a time when brambles or hops can be harvested for this. Or if you have an invasive ivy growing in your area that you can get your hands on, removing an invasive species and making a fall wreath is a wonderful multitasking activity for autumn to craft and also honor the earth around you. You can also still gather materials to make your own besom and really just engaging in any craft that you love, even if it's not related to harvesting anything, is a great way to celebrate autumn. One thing I always like to do, usually before the autumn equinox, but this year I actually did it right at the beginning of September, is to redecorate all my wreaths for fall. I have four wreaths now, so it's a full-on activity, (laughs) and I watch a fall movie while I do it and get the autumn vibes really going. So I'll give you my list of favorite early fall movies, pre-October movies, fall pre-October movies, we'll call them. There is Practical Magic, which I only saw for the first time maybe five years ago, but I love it. It's weird and it's a little disturbing, but still fun and cozy and funny. Definitely feel-good fall vibes. It's a good book, too. I also love Kubo and the Two Strings, which is a stop animation movie, sort of like the Nightmare Before Christmas style. It's absolutely beautiful imagery. It's kind of a sad story, but it's also a great story. It has a moon god, and it's witchy and weird and wonderful, and 
actually has a lot of the themes of the autumn equinox and of Samhain, both cycles of life and death. I highly recommend it. One of my cats is actually named Kubo, after the main character. There's also The Green Knight, which is a retelling of the Arthurian legend of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, or Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, um, but it's a little weird and witchy and slightly scary and definitely gives you this like glimpse into the underworld and starts sort of making me feel ready for Halloween. A few other autumn things I'm looking forward to around the equinox are the Ren Fair. Here, and I think in other places too, autumn is the season of the Ren Fair or Renaissance Festival. We love the Renaissance Festival. It definitely makes it feel like fall has arrived. Around here, it starts the first weekend of September and runs until the end of October. So that's a fall activity I'm excited for, dressing up like a witch and drinking mead and enjoying the wonderful fantasy that surrounds the season. Welcome to the Rituals That Work segment. This is a simple ritual. This is going to be a tarot or oracle card pull for the autumn equinox. The autumn equinox is similar to the spring equinox in some of its themes, but in a kind of reverse way. At the spring equinox, we're looking at what we want to grow, what goals we want to take action on. Now at the autumn equinox, it's time to look back, to take stock, and look at all of those things we planned to grow in spring. It's time to ask ourselves how we feel we did, how we think we're doing now. We can ask, did we accomplish what we set out for? Why or why not? Did we make changes when we needed to? What were we really successful at? What lessons did we learn? Is there anything we can still take action on to grow or to support? What can we harvest now? These are all great questions to pull some tarot or oracle cards for to reflect on your year so far and to reflect on this harvest season. It's also great to think about all those things that were successful that you're grateful for or all the things that didn't work out that you're grateful to have tried and learned from. This season, this dark half of the year is ruled by the moon. It's all about reflection and rest. So often we just don't allow ourselves any time to stop and see where we are and just check in. So spend some time drawing cards for one or all of these questions to check in with yourself, to take a breather, write down your thoughts in a journal or your grimoire. Checking in now will help you clear out any ghosts that might be lingering in your mind before we get deeper into the dark season and the veil grows thinner. Just a reminder, before the episode draw, I will be taking a fall break and we will be back with the podcast just before Halloween. Bramble and Brimstone will also be at two in-person markets, the Witches Market in Milford, Ohio, this Saturday, September 9th, and on Saturday, October 7th, they both run from 6 to 9 p.m. And I'll link those in the show notes. If you are in the area, we would love to see you and have you stop and say hi. Welcome to the episode draw segment. We are going to pull a card from the Wild Whiskers Oracle deck to leave us with a message for this episode and until the next one. So 
this is a really beautiful deck. It's all black cards covered in these really intricate, beautiful, colorful illustrations. So I'll shuffle and draw a card. The Humble Honeybee. Work ethic, community, drive. Golden gem adorning flowers give me the strength to realize my dreams. Ooh, the humble hum honeybee. So this card also mentions community. And I forgot in this episode about Mabin to talk about community. Community is a really big theme of Mabin. You know, sharing with people, being grateful, giving thanks, being thankful with other people, sharing your bounty. So I hope that you all have a great fall break. Enjoy your fall. I hope it's wonderful and full of all of the witchy things that you like to do. I will see you in a few weeks back on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Becoming Witchy podcast. Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes where you can find the Bramble and Brimstone Instagram where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast and we so appreciate your support. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for medical advice.